baby bottle pop. Stop. That was the best part. No, I just wanted to eat the powder, but you couldn't just eat the powder because then your mouth stuck together. It was like the, it was the OG cinnamon challenge. Only real 90s kids know about it. It was essentially like pixie stick dust. Yeah, it was. Man, did you ever snort pick? No. 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 <laughs> no, Cash. Some of us had brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> chocolate milk was like $1.50. So I had to do things during quarters. Welcome to Karen's Recovery Corner. I'm Aaron. I'm Cash. Erica didn't sound as cool as Karen, so that's why we're Karen and not Erica. Oh, I didn't even think about that until <laughs> just now. We could have been Erica. We c- <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't either. I hate it. Oh. Uh, not that Erica is a bad name. No, I hate the concept of our podcast being called Erica. Yeah. I like Karen. Karen's good. I like Karen. She seems nice. Karen seems great. <laughs> <laughs> we have good rapport with Karen. <laughs> we do. Erica seems like a bitch. Again, <laughs> to all the Ericas. I'm not saying every Erica. I've never met every Erica. Just this one. Just this hypothetical, uh, non body inhabiting, <laughs> <laughs> mythical Erica that doesn't <laughs> exist. Mythical. <laughs> the Earthreal. Earthreal. <laughs> That's a callback. That's a, yeah. Callback to Psyched. Fush show. I'm going to need to uh, heat up some more coffee here in a moment. Okay. Just updating everybody on my life. <laughs> uh. So, Aaron. Yes, Cash. How should we start our episodes properly? I th- feel like we should introduce ourselves in some way. Okay. I mean, I think we did a pretty good job just now. (laughs) I I thought we did all right just a second ago. (laughs) Well, no shit. Well, okay, names. I mean, like, should we do it like how we had to do it in group? Oh. Like, should we rate our things and name our diagnoses? I like that. I like that idea, too. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So you uh, go, I'll first. go first because fuck, <laughs> it was my idea. Uh-huh. Uh, <coughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron has the greatest laugh. I adore everything about you. <laughs> I, I adore just... everything about you. It's great. Something uh, you guys will come to learn. Me and Aaron love each other a lot and we talk a lot about it. So just deal with yeah. it. It He's my best friend. Ma, she my best friend. Ma, best Ma. friend. Best friend. Best friend. Um, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is Cash. Hi, Cash. Hey, <laughs> what it is though? And um, so my my diagnoses are bipolar disorder and ADHD. Uh, 
ADHD2, which is the new classification of ADD. And although I swear they got that one wrong, I absolutely have hyperactivity because whenever that day that I did not have my Vivance, like I could not sit still. Oh my gosh. I was a mess. It was driving me nuts. So she was out in the gazebo (sighs) at fucking Brentwood. Shout out Brentwood. Hey. Dollop of Brentwood. (laughs) Do a dollop. Do do a dollop of Brentwood. So. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, she was out in the gazebo and literally pacing on the benches, not on the floor of the gazebo, not pacing like a normal person does on the floor. She was fucking hopping the benches. This this bitch was like level 12. I was begging people to stimulate my frontal lobe. <laughs> like I was walking around literally, the building saying, please. will someone please stimulate my frontal lobe? It was so bad because I could feel it. I could feel every ounce of it. And it was driving me nuts because we had to sit in group and be attentive. And I'm just like sitting there. It's like not happening. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I felt every second that passed by. It was like water free waterboarding. (laughs) 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 Only with like clock hands. Like the ticking of the oh. clock on the wall. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great visual representation <laughs> of that, just so you know. Thanks. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I I'm like glad visuals. I could help. Anyway, so, so bipolar disorder. Bipolar disorder, AD, ADHD2, um, PTSD, and borderline personality disorder, which I'm still coming to terms with. Cash does not like the BPD diagnosis. Um, my anxiety is a nine. It's been a nine since I got in the accident. It's never came back down. <laughs> and um, my depression is probably like a seven. SI is like a three. HI is like a five. Cravings are a three. That's good. I mean, the cravings part is, is really good for your anxiety yeah. to be that high and your cravings only a three. That's called progress. I'm chain smoking a lot, so that's probably why. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it's, it's progress. It's not substance use. You're right. Yeah. I'm not overcompensating with stimulants or lesbians or furiously texting human beings. Right. It's great. You're doing good. Progress. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Your turn. Hey, hey, okay. Hey. Um, I'm Aaron. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> scary human who just yelled in my ears. I wanted to make you feel welcome. <laughs> I feel so welcome. Uh, let's see. Um, I have bipolar disorder and PTSD and high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we're not all going to dive in cardiovascular (laughs) health here on psyched oh it's not psyched anymore oh i don't even know what podcast we're on (laughs) i'm karen's recovery corner oh that was beautiful okay 
That'll probably keep happening for a while. It's fine. No one's no one cares. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's part of why I'm depressed. I mean, same. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. All right. Rate your things. My things. Uh, Uh, Wait. Do you have any other disorders you want to pop out there? No. Okay. No. Let's not have any more. I'm good. Thanks. Uh, Do you catch some borderline though, so we can twin on that? No. I'd rather not. Okay. Can I catch some? <laughs> like it's contagious. It's spread via bacteria in the brain. I have a theory, but continue. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is this theory? We're in trouble. I'm the future of science. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my anxiety is like... A three. My depression's like an eight. Uh, SI. Like a four. Five, four. Hovering. HI is a zero. Except these damn flies. (laughs) My HI for these fucking flies are a ten. Are a ten. Is a ten. I got you. It's cool. I was just gonna. I guess if if ideations, my homicidal ideations. <laughs> the English segment of. You're welcome, CRC. You're all very welcome. Anyway, yeah, my HI is a zero. Uh, cravings. Zero. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad your anxiety is a three. Yeah. Your depression's kind of high. Yeah, a little bit. How are you feeling compared to yesterday? Yesterday you were having a really off day. Yeah. Um, I'm not as... I'm not as suicidal as I was yesterday. Good. So that's good. Um, last night got pretty bad. But I used my coping skills. What coping skills, Aaron? I used writing. Mm. And I used reading. Nice. And I used doodling. Nice. I am not good at doodling, but I enjoy doing it. You don't... (laughs) Or doodling it. Wait a minute. Oh, clever ass. (laughs) You're not... You can't measure goodness and badness of doodling. It's doodling. I know. Stop always trying to measure the goodness and badness of things just to put yourself down. Uh, Stop it. You're I'm always just saying my lines aren't very clean. Who cares? You're doodling. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just I critique everything. It's Stop. Fine. I can't. Fine. Okay. Well, then the way that every time you critique something of yours, I'm going to find something of mine that I've done similar to whatever the hell it is that you're doing and make you critique it the same way. I don't want to do that, though. Exactly. (laughs) Because the way you talk to yourself is not okay. Because you would never talk to yourself. You would never critique yourself as hard as you or you would never critique one of us as hard as you critique yourself. No. Okay. Well, you need to stop. Okay. I'm very offended by how hard you <laughs> critiqued your doodling. Clearly. Well, because it it's not just your doodles. It's everything. You do it with everything. Uh, I'm a good musician. You are See? an excellent musician. Ah. 
Now look at me being positive. I'm very proud of you for that. Thanks. Boom. Very proud of you. I'm laying down some bass tracks for a friend this next week. Hell yeah. Pretty excited. I'm excited for you. It's going to be fun. He lives up in Bloomington. Don't nitpick it to death. Oh, it'll I won't. be wonderful. It'll Good. be great. Good. I love that attitude. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's bass. Like, this is an instrument that I'm. I flourish in, so. Well, I just worry because you have a heavy history of putting out amazing things, of doing something amazing, and then critiquing yourself to death over it. It'll be fine. Okay. I believe in you. Yep. Everything you do is wonderful, so I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yep. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm really excited about it. You should be. It's been a while since I've been in a proper studio. You should take pictures. Yeah. Send them to me. I will. Okay. Bet. 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 Oh, Shelby hates that I say that. I've been saying it since I was in high school. All these little new kids need to go home. Cash is sub- such a hipster. She bet before it was cool. Way before it was cool. So what are we talking about today? Today is our second parter on grief. Grief part du. Part de. Joy. <laughs> awesome. We had a hard time with the first one, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Mm-hmm. This one's all about you, though, sweetheart. Nah. It can be a mix. I mean, we did plenty of Belinda grief. Ah, but... This is Grammy grief time. I love Belinda. Well, yeah. Oh, speaking of Belinda, my cactus is, like, sprouting tiny cacti. And they keep getting bigger. And I'm going to need a new pot. We'll get a new pot. And I'm going to (coughs) be really sad to give up that pot. It's okay. We'll take one of the baby cacti and put it in the OG pot. Good plan. Do you want to talk talk about that pot? Talk about that cacti. You never told the story of the cactus. I didn't. No. Tell them where the cactus comes from. The cactus comes from my friend Cash, who went to a little witchy shop in Salem and was looking at the cacti and wanted to buy me one and this one just spoke to her it really did i kept picking because i don't like white and this one's in a white pot and it was the first one i picked up because i really liked the pot itself but i didn't like that it was white and so i set it down and i was looking at the other pots and the other pots were prettier but i kept going back to that pot and i'm like god damn it all right belinda and so i brought home the white pot and here it is is in salem massachusetts yeah Mama B, hope you're okay with being a cactus. Literally said that. At Mama B's grave. Yep. On her birthday. It was great. I had to cover my mouth to stop from laughing because it was a very like intense emotional moment. And then Aaron just busts out, I hope you're okay with being a cactus. That happened. And I had had a glass of wine and I hadn't drank in a few weeks. And I had to cover my mouth. I was about to crack the fuck up. <laughs> we did. We drank peach pie wine. Yeah. We got to get some more of that. And 
We all smoked an Eagle 20 menthol silver 100. The things I do for my mama B. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we poured her a glass of peach pie wine too. I would have drank that one, but Aaron made me pour it out and there were bugs in it. It was delicious. That stuff is delicious. Mama B picked a good wine. Or no, y'all picked it. Yeah. She just said she wanted... We were going to split it with her. Yeah. Uh, next time we came down to visit and we just didn't get the chance because she was gone before we got to. Well, so y'all did get to split it with her. Yep. Just post you. In the presence of the cactus. In the presence of the cactus. Cactus got a little wine tipsy. <laughs> it was great. While you reheat up your coffee, I'm going to splash the cactus. Okay. I'm going to splash them in a couple days. Okay. So. Yes. <laughs> so we just took a picture of the cactus. When this episode airs, we'll post the picture. Oh, I was going to post it now. Oh, you're going to post it now? Yeah. Just kidding. You'll have already seen the picture <laughs> of the cactus. I I think I might do a side by side on my phone, like and post it. Unless you want to do a side by side. No, you do it. I want to see how much it's grown. Show how much it's grown. From the little tiny bean. Now it has lots of little tiny beans around it. It's really really cool. Who knew cactuses grew like that? Are you ready, kids? Yeah. I was letting y'all finish your Star Wars thing and people were messaging me. Star Wars. Why did I say Star? It's because Shelby fucking keeps saying Star Wars, Star Trek. I keep correcting her, too. She keeps saying Star Wars. I'm like, Shelby, it's Star Trek. Why do we keep talking about this? She keeps saying Star Wars. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I just said Star Wars. It's okay. Because I'm the one that keeps correcting her. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's okay. As long as she doesn't say it in front of me, it's okay. I'm surprised she doesn't. She better never. She's like, I don't know which one we were watching. Star Wars, Star Trek, whichever it was. And I'm like, I mean, I almost guarantee you it was Star Trek. But were there little triangles on their shirts? That's Star Trek. (laughs) Were there little triangles on their shirts? <laughs> because I've never in my life seen a person in this house turn on Star Wars. No, it's I mean we like Star Wars, but this isn't like a Star Wars. This is this is not a Star Wars. It's house. a Star Trek. This is house. a Star Trek house. Yeah, absolutely, it is. I am impartial, so that's fine. So grief is sad. Yes. Uh, It's weird to talk about. I don't know. How should? What should we talk about? How should indeed. How should indeed. Um, The accident really messed with me, especially in terms of um, Grammy, which is weird. Can you talk about the accident? Because I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, uh, so two weeks and a day ago, <laughs> I was in a car accident um, where I had to swerve to prevent myself from 
um, smashing into the back of this dude who had slammed on his brakes, this big-ass pickup truck who had slammed on his brakes in the middle of construction because it's Indiana, so it's construction season. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the time. All the time. So it's really common for that to happen. But he slammed on his brakes, and I had to swerve to the right because the left-hand lane was closed. And whenever I swerved to the right, I hit a van. The van drug me for a little bit and then bounced me back into the rear end of the truck. And so I was like ping pong between the two vehicles. Didn't even bump my head. Nothing. Nothing. But for a split second, I thought I was going to die. Because mm. <laughs> it was scary. Because for it felt like the longest, but it was probably just like a few seconds. I was like in between both of them and it, hmm, it was scary because I didn't know what was about to happen. I didn't know how bad it was about to be because we were on the Lloyd. Everybody was driving crazy. Like just a lot of thoughts went through my head in a very short amount of time. And I didn't even bump my head. And I don't know how I didn't get hurt. I don't either. Especially, like, looking at your car. Like, the smashedness of your car and the fact that you didn't even walk away with fucking whiplash. Nothing. Nothing. I was trying to go to work. I would have gone to work if my anxiety hadn't been so high. But by the time shock wore off, like I had planned to go to work. I had called them whenever I called in to tell them about the accident. It happened whenever I was on my way to work. I called them and told them that I would be in um, as soon as I got it all figured out. And uh, that took a couple hours. So shock started to wear off. Then my anxiety was at like an all-time high and I felt just like physically ill and I just couldn't at that point. But if my anxiety hadn't been so high, I would have just gone to work. That was fine. I have no idea how. And I wasn't wearing my locket. It's... Telling you, my grandmother was in that car. There's no reason for me to not have at least like hit my head on something with how fast that van was going and how hard I hit that van. Didn't even fucking hit my head. Mm-mm. I'm an atheist, like I don't believe in God, but <clears throat> I believe wholeheartedly in reincarnation and I believe in the universe and I believe that we are all connected universally through this weird energy that science will likely never be able to explain it. It's something we're not supposed to be able to explain. We're not supposed to be able to understand everything. How fucking boring would that be if we knew everything? Like, that's kind of like why Earth is boring now. (laughs) 
That's why everybody's trying to find a different planet to explore and conquer and destroy. Yeah. It's because Earth is boring because we found everything. Everybody's so excited to know everything. No, stop. Man, we got like oceans to explore. Come on, people. You don't need to know everything yet. Learn how to go deep. Exactly. Straight men. (laughs) 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 That was funny. I mean, just some advice from a lesbian. (laughs) I hear what your girls say. (laughs) They tell us things. (laughs) If you ever want to know what your girl wants, ask her lesbian friends. What a girl wants. What what a girl girl needs. I'm thanking you for knowing exactly. Where was I talking? So... How did your um, accident impact your Grammy grief? It made me feel weird about the universe. It made me very existentialist. Because <laughs> 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 I don't understand why I didn't get hurt. You know, it was one of those very, like, why did I... Why didn't I get a cut or even, like, hit my head on my seat or something? No, I just sat there. I barely even moved. I barely got jolted around. Wear your seatbelt, kids. Um, and everybody else in the car was fine, and the other car was fine. It was just me and my car. Um, oh, yeah, I don't think you mentioned that the truck. Oh, the truck took off. Yeah. So it was uh, road as a hit and run, but I only had liability insurance, so I didn't have insurance that covered an uninsured driver. And so since the truck caused my portion of the accident that ended up with the damage to my car, um, I just kind of had to get a new car because my car is totaled. Uh, yeah. And I wish y'all had seen that car. And that sucks because Grammy bought me that car. And it's the last car she ever rode in in her whole life. Tuesday before she died, brought her home from the hospital in that car. She got to see my Golden Girl seat covers. I was really excited about that because I just got them. I wanted her to see him, but she had been too sick to uh, travel, so she hadn't been able to. Uh, but then she went to the hospital, and I had to bring her home. So I picked her bony ass up and sat her in the car. She got to see my golden girl seat covers. And uh, so now I have to get a new car. It's going to be like my first car that she's not my first passenger in. Like, people do not understand how close me and my grandmother were. No one will ever understand how close I was with that woman. And it's just, I knew I I was going to have to give up my car because the loan defaulted last year. And I was planning on giving up my car in September. I was preparing myself for that. Just like I was preparing myself for my grandma to die. But... Then it's like in 
30 seconds, I'm hit with, guess what? You don't have any more time. It was the day that she was diagnosed all over again. You don't have any more time. She's in congestive heart failure. You don't have any more time. And um, tomorrow, hopefully, I'm getting a new car. And I've already named it Lulu the Third. Because Helen's first name was Lucy. She hated it. She hated the name Lucy. I loved it. Loved calling her Lucy. Drove her nuts. God, she hated that. Ugh. <laughs> Made me laugh. She'd get so angry at me. My name is Grandma. Her name is Lucy, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so she went by Helen? She went by Helen. Was that her middle name? Yeah. Okay. Lucy Helen Nevels. And then Lucy Helen Morris when she married Papa. Doris Morris. That was his name. <laughs> Doris Adrian Morris. Doris Morris. Whenever. His initials spelled damn. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. They did. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the first word. Y'all. Real talk. Listen. My grandparents raised me. Okay. The first word <laughs> I knew how to spell was Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Because my grandpa's favorite Coke was Pepsi, the caffeine-free Pepsi. That's great. The gold can caffeine-free Pepsi. And grandma was um, the Diet 7-Up. That is great. Man, Diet 7-Up is good. I don't care what anybody says. It is good. It is. It makes, it, makes good a good cake, too. Yeah, it does. It's good for baking. Yeah. I love my grandmother and my papa. My papa died when I was nine. That made me sad. I didn't get to know him as well as I could have, but grandma talked about him a lot. And I don't know. I think he would have liked me. I want to believe he would have. She got real tired of my shit. so she got real tired of my shit (coughs) I got real tired of her shit too though she lied to me about having lung cancer (laughs) so I went moved to Louisiana that is the greatest story (laughs) ever told real talk listen I will be the first to admit that me and Grammy had the most codependent unhealthy relationship i don't give a damn that was my woman i love her i don't care that it was unhealthy i don't care it is the most precious thing to me was my relationship with that woman the relationship i still have with her because she's still here Mm, y'all can call me crazy all you want but i should have i should have broken a finger or something in that accident and nothing didn't even get a headache until my anxiety took over. Didn't. Nothing. Mm-mm. My grandma's still here. But we have a very un- unhealthy relationship. <laughs> 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 and she's very manipulative. 
very fucking manipulative. And Helen, in her true Helen fashion. So whenever I moved back home, I moved back home from Louisiana in August of 2014 because she coded in the hospital. And no one was taking care of her. And so I was like, okay, well, coming home. So I packed up my shit, put my life on hold. I was like, okay, I'll take this semester off because um, I had started at UL down there. First time I finished a college semester in my life, and I did it with a 3.0. Yeah. Yeah. And 8 a.m. classes. That was whenever I took my comic books class. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so I moved back home, and that bitch... Two weeks, less, maybe, less than two weeks before I'm supposed to leave for Louisiana. She tells me that she got diagnosed with lung cancer (laughs) (laughs) and that she's not doing any treatments. But every time I try to bring it up at her doctor's office for the next two years until I catch on, she finds a way to change the subject. And I just... I, because I don't think about it. I don't think that my Grammy is really lying to me about something like this. So I just don't think about it. And then I catch on to it. And I'm like, Helen. But at this point, me and B are together. I'm settled. I'm like, oh, fuck it. All right. Well, I'm glad I stayed. So I guess it's not bad. So thank you <laughs> for lying. For keeping me here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for being a manipulative bitch. Because you might have stayed in Louisiana. Yeah, I would have. Louisiana was home. It's still home to me. I get homesick for Louisiana often. So often. Like, I don't know. Some part of me is from Louisiana. I've never felt more at home. Like... I've been born and raised here and I felt more at home living in Louisiana after a few weeks than I have 30 years living here. Like Louisiana just feels normal and natural. I don't know. But I don't have I don't have a place like that. You'll find it. Massachusetts kind of feels like that to me too though. It may not even be just one place. Get out there. And you've traveled a lot, too. Yeah, that's what's weird. Like, But have you traveled <laughs> a lot with Amanda? No. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you haven't found your place because you were waiting for your person. No. I have my person. Now you have her. She's home. She's home. Yeah, maybe I don't need a place. I think that's what it is with you. With you, it's not a not a physical thing it could be anywhere absolutely anywhere yeah as long as it's amanda and that's why you two are going to last forever i love your love (laughs) i really do yeah we're cute you guys really are (laughs) i feel so lucky to be able to watch them like interact because they're just fucking cute so cute. And you get to see what a healthy relationship is like. No. Yeah. I've never been exposed to one of those. <laughs> uh. 
anytime there's one around me, I usually try to sabotage it. Usually because I'm a part of it. Haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> gathered that. <clears throat> Cash it. Your, uh, your hypocrisy is showing with the self degradation mm-hmm. situation here. What? I said your hypocrisy is showing. I, I heard you. What I do? Def- self deprecating oh. with your oh. relationships. Well, it's true. <laughs> happens i have not had great relationship models and the one great relationship model i could have had you know papa died so yeah yeah i'm not sure there was there was much health in my parents marriage daddy's to tell me all the time as soon as you graduate high school yeah i'll leave your mom and then mom would be like, why do you have to be so much like your dad? And then I would be like, great, because you fucking hate dad. Thanks. Isn't that <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> that is the most fucked up thing. I hate that. Both of my parents do that to me. They tell me I'm acting like the other parent while constantly telling me how, how much, much they, they hate the other parent. <laughs> No. And it's like, do you understand that you're telling me that you hate me? Yeah. Like, and you've you've been telling this to me my whole life? Yeah. Since I was a child? You think you're doing this as some sort of behavior correction therapy? No. That's not what that is. That's not what's happening here. Literally just expressing that you don't like me (laughs) is what it felt like. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. My parents do not like me. As a person. Well, your parents are also really crazy. Yeah. Your mom, at least I haven't met your dad. Your your mom's badge crazy. Yeah. My dad's crazy too. He just hides it. My dad's an interesting kind of crazy. I think I think your mom's borderline. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred. I walked in on her trying to kill herself once with my pills. I was pissed off about that. I was like, that's rude. So you're gonna go out and you're gonna take my medication with exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> what kind of fuckery is this? It was my triliptal. The fuck is that? I think it was a mood stabilizer or something they put me on when I was 14 after I was released from Crosspoint. Yeah, my dad apparently had broken her heart somehow. It was one of the times they had tried dating. Oh. Yeah, and it was right after we had moved into our new house on Loeb Street. One of the times. One of the times. And I walked in on her crying, holding a handful of my pills with my empty pill bottle. I just saw my name on the pill bottle, and I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? She screams at me to get out. I'm like, why are you using my pills? (laughs) (laughs) And then she starts screaming, slurring profanities at me because she's drunk, because she's always drunk. And I just go 
away. I wonder what your mom's like sober. Hostile. Still? Yeah, there's a there's a window. So when she's sober, she's very nitpicky. She's very She's very sassy, rude. Like, I'm sassy to be funny and cutesy. She's sassy to, like, get one up on you and be rude. It, or she is to me, anyway. And she... Then, like, that's her sober. Unless she's, like, having a mood swing and she's, like, trying to impress somebody and then she'll put on airs. She did that. She, I noticed that a lot. Like, her, like, trying to impress your friends, mm-hmm. like, while we were all around you two together. Yeah. She, like, always wants to be the mom of my group of friends, but never wants to be my mom. She got my hopes up. After the Shippy and Zeke situation. Because, like, we went to Denny's after I met her and Joe there. Shelby O took me there and met her. And we had dinner. And, like, she cried with me. And, like, she she knew. She was like, I know. They shouldn't have done that to you. They already know how you feel about being trapped. And then a year later... A year later does the exact same thing. And she feels the same way. You can't trap her either. She sat in that Denny's and like sympathized with me. Like Joe and Shelby sat there and saw her. And a year later she does the same thing to me. It makes me mad because like for two days like she was acting like a mom. Like she was acting like she really cared. I thought that she really did. Yeah, we've kind of talked about this before, but I think it relates. Whenever you lose a person who's still alive, it's still grief. It's a different kind of grief, but it's just as reeling. Yeah, because I feel like I just have to give up. I mean... Because she still blames me. For what? The whole thing that happened that led to me moving in. The thing is, it shouldn't be about blame. That's my thing. Like, get that's over it. A, that's how I feel too. Like, I'm not. Like, I. It's not even that I'm trying to blame her. Like, I do blame her for a lot of things. But that's me. Never having dealt with things the way I should have that I'm just now dealing with. And I started dissociating whenever I was 10 years old and I never stopped. And it's really hard to undo that without opening a lot of emotions. And all those emotions are very hot and anger and blame come with that I don't want to blame her 
I don't want to have hot emotions at her. I want to move on from it. But it's at the end of it, it's really not about blame because nothing can be done about it now. Right. And the only thing I can do about it is be better. And I understand how she became that person. Because she was abused too. Yeah. Like I understand how it happened. And I can sympathize with her. It doesn't make it any more okay. And it doesn't give her any more of a reason. But when she diminishes it or only tells partial truths to try to minimize what it really was, it feels like she's just saying it just doesn't exist. She's calling me a liar. She's She spent all that time telling me what a monster I am without taking any credit for the monster that she made me. Like the one that she created. Like she, she said in the text, like, yeah, I've already um, said I abused you on Edgar Street. It's like, no, mom. No. You're cute. Wasn't just Edgar Street. It was preschool until the day I moved out of your house. Every day. Every interaction. I could probably count how many positive interactions I had with you. And she diminishes it. And it makes it seem like I'm dramatic. Which discredits me. For having gone through it. And that makes the blame worse. Like that makes me blame her harder. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes it harder to forgive her. So she could just fucking... Be real about it and let me be angry about it and deal with it the way I should have years and years ago. Then if she genuinely wants to be my mother, she she can try. We can try, but I don't see that ever happening. So many things would have to change. That's a sucky thing about losing Grammy is that, like, I realized that I lost my mom. You know, like, the woman who calls you on the first day of your new job and checks in on you whenever you've been sick for three days and Reminds you to change the oil in your car. The first person who tells you that she's proud of you. The first person you tell things to. 
I'm thankful I got that with Grammy. Just a little better that Chris and Corey get it with mom while she acts like the burden that she's always thought of me to be. Honestly, I would give that up even if I just had more time with Grammy. Because I don't want to tell mom. I want to tell Grammy. Because mom didn't buy me Pedialyte when I was sick. She didn't make me a strawberry milk whenever my tummy hurt. She didn't let me watch happy bed or happy days in bed with her while I was trying to sleep on the nights whenever I was having bad dreams. Yeah, I don't even know how to be her kid, to be honest. The only person's kid I've ever been is Grammy's. I don't think I was supposed to be her kid. So I think it's okay. Maybe that'll help you in a twisted, weird way. Let go. And forgive. No, I think you're right. It's radical acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sad that I didn't get to meet Helen. None of the tribe did. Yeah. Damn. Damn, yeah. Well, don't worry. One day, one day, I'm going to have a little girl, and she's going to be the fucking spitting image, and she's going to act just like her. I'm going to make sure she talks real country, too. And then y'all will meet Helen. I'm going to name her Lucy Aurora. That's beautiful. I miss her a lot. Yeah. I'm excited about this car tomorrow, but I'm really feeling nauseous about it. I'm gonna take my seat covers, so I at least have my my seat covers. I drive. Um, it sounds so dorky and stupid, but I drive a lot with like my hand on the seat, on the passenger seat, like where her bony ass knee used to be. So I would always hold her knee whenever we drove. I wonder if that's why I started holding the gear shift whenever I drive. Maybe. So I got used to holding her knee. Because I didn't used to hold the gear shift. <laughs> that's something I picked up a few years ago. Weird, <laughs> but yep, car tomorrow. Grammy free car. <coughs> You're still gonna keep her picture in it, right? Always. I've had her picture in my car since I started driving. 
And if, you know, if Grammy's with you, then she'll be with you in that car, too. Yeah, she better be. Let's not have another accident, though, to prove it, okay? Fuck it, I... Did I tell you last year... Listen. Spirits are real. There is something really happening. Last year, I was on my way to an EA meeting after I first left Brentwood. And we were on the Lloyd. And there was this huge, like, long, like, mile-long, like, pile-up. Like, all these cars slammed on their brakes at once. The car in front of us rear-ended the car in front of them. The car behind us got rear-ended. And we were, like, an inch from both happening to us. Like, us rear-ending the car in front of us and getting rear-ended at the same time. And somehow, we were, like, the only car in a line that did not get hit. That's crazy. I'm just saying. My Grammy. She around. She got you. She got me. She does go shit. I see hearts randomly. Whenever um, I went to see the psychic at Casadega. The things I say. <laughs> Last year, whenever I went to see the psychic Casadega, like one of the closing things was, you know, if you're around, what kind of sign will you leave for your granddaughter to know that you're here? And she told me to, like, give Grammy a sign to live, leave. And I said, hearts. And so since then, even before then, I was looking for hearts. But especially since then, whenever I see a heart, I feel comforted. That's like awesome. Whenever I see a random heart somewhere. That's really awesome. Yeah. <coughs> For sure. How does it make you feel talking about it? Does it make you feel better or does it put you in a weird headspace? It does put me in a weird headspace, but it's a headspace I um, actively try to run away from a lot. So um, it, it's a good thing. I think it does make me feel better afterwards. It just, uh, I don't know, I have to, I, f I flip over because it's, it's heavy. I mean, yeah. It's heavy. Absolutely. It's like I, it's in a box. And so like I have to very slowly open the box. When the box is open, it's just very heavy. Then it just takes a little bit to get the boxes closed. But then the box is closed and everything's okay. And a lot of times it feels better. The box doesn't feel as heavy. That's a really cool analogy. Things just came up with that. <laughs> had um I had beef with the stages of grief. Like I think no one follows that in order. Mm -mm. Stupid. Um, I had somebody describe it to me as like this room with a big red button. 
Mm. Have you heard that one? Mm-mm. It's a room with a big red button. And when someone passes, there's this big ball. like, And it's like the size of the room. Anyway, it's a big ball. It's the size of the room. And, you know, the ball moves around the room and the button gets pushed a lot. Like when it first, you know, when it first happens and somebody first dies. And so as time passes, the ball naturally gets smaller. It's still bouncing around the room. And it, but it's going to hit that button less frequently. The ball's never going to go away. It's just going to bounce around the room. Every once in a while, it's going to hit that button. That's a really good analogy. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, too. Who told me that? Oh, my friend Adrian. He's a good guy, man. I like that. He uh, he lost his brother when he was 10. Oh. When Adrian was 10, his brother was... How old was Josh? He was in high school. That's like so sad. Junior or senior in high school. You know, he said the the button seems to get targeted on holidays and yeah. things like that. Grammy season. Yeah. Vanilla vodka is very triggering. Or the whipped cream. Whip. Yeah. yeah, the whipped vodka. Yeah, we're never buying <coughs> that again. During Grammy season, it is the drink. I'm just going to make it into a mixed drink. So that I can honor it while not, while, so that I can honor it without it being directly triggering. That sounds good. Does that make sense? You could probably make like an orange dreamsicle out yes. of it. Yes. Dreamsicles like are delicious. Orange juice and whipped vodka or like uh, orange sun soda. Sunkissed? Sun yeah, sunkissed. Yeah. If you use orange juice as a screwdriver. With whipped vodka, it might sound like it. Oh, 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 yeah. uh, Ooh, I can't talk. (laughs) With whipped vodka, it might be a dream cycle with orange juice. But yeah, with Sunkist. Yeah, it would be good too. Yeah. I've done it with Sunkist before. Oh, yeah. It's good. Does it taste like a dream cycle? Yes, it does. Mm. We could freeze it into actual dream cycles. We could. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Yep. <laughs> I support this. <laughs> or make jello shots. <sighs> Stop. With orange jello. Stop. There it is. Hold the phone. Hold it. Orange jello is the best jello. It's pretty good. Okay, there it is. That was mom's favorite jello. <gasps> she liked the red too, but she really liked the orange in the <sighs> hospital. Love the orange. Dad used to make her the red at home. That's the cutest. She liked it a lot. He would make her like big pans of it. She would, That's all she would eat for days whenever, after she got out of the hospital the first time. Man, go Mama B. I'd do the same thing. Hmm. <laughs> She liked Jello a lot. Jello's delicious. That's what we'll do. She got mad one time because they gave her like yellow or something, like a color Ew. she didn't like. Well, because it's wrong. She was pissed. I don't blame her. She's like, I asked for red, orange, not this. Thank you for the letting me talk, by the oh, way. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I didn't realize you weren't done talking. Oh, no, it's I'm okay. So sorry. Uh, no, I was saying she would always follow up with something like, but the texts are really nice. 
<laughs> That's precious. That's such a bless her heart moment. <laughs> it is. That's beautiful. She complained and then she'd be like, but they're really nice. <laughs> bless their hearts. Oh, man. She always got so weird about male nurses and male techs. Why? Because she didn't want them seeing her naked. Mm. <laughs> Duh, that's fair. <laughs> that's like, mom, th- this is what they do for a living. And she's like, I don't care. It's embarrassing. She was so funny in the hospital. Oh, my gosh. She wanted like a five star hotel service. Of course. So she wanted. She expected it. God, <laughs> I so regret me and Mama B not spending more time together because we are the same person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what she said after the first time, you, like when you came out to our house. <coughs> She's amazing. Uh, yeah. She was like, Cash is just a little flower child like I was. It's a little hippie. I hope to carry on her spirit well. Anyway, anyway, I'm done being sad for today. Can we stop? Yes, let's stop. Okay, closing the box. <coughs> closing the box. Closing the box. Out of the box. Did you hear that? Let's close the box. Oh, do it again. That's good. Yeah, it locked it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the key because I'll lose it. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I split. <laughs> um. So, Aaron. Yeah. Let's take a moment. Do you have any new things going on in your life? Um. Well, I start therapy the 27th. Yeah. And I'm not sure what my first session is going to be like, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to start gender therapy. Like immediately awesome and uh five sessions after that i'll get to start testosterone that's amazing yay i'm so happy for you me too go aaron yeah pretty stoked i'm really happy for you it's uh it's definitely like a a relief thing you know Mm mm-hmm I know I'll feel better. You will. You really will. My voice will start dropping after the first month. I can't wait to hear it. I am so excited. I'm going to take sound bites as a surprise. I'm going to take sound bites (laughs) and just put them together one day and be like, I'm going to play this for you. I think I'm going to pick a song and I'm going to sing it the same song over every month. Oh, do it. Yeah, because like with testosterone, like you have to if you're a singer, you have to keep singing like through the the voice change. Yeah. Yeah. So it it needs to be a song that's like easy on my voice, though, because I don't want to put too much strain or pressure on it while my voice is getting lower. You should do the Boyce Avenue version of You Were Meant For Me. It's a good song. And it's an easy song. By Jewel. You know, you know, it's on it. Yeah. You were meant for me. I was meant for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I was watching a bunch of videos of people doing duets with themselves. Mm. Like pre T 
and like after being on T for like a year. That's so cool. There's this one song called Everything Is New that um this guy did and he recorded. It's like he wrote it and um he recorded it pre T and then did a duet with himself after having been on testosterone for a couple years. That's so cool. It's amazing. I'm gonna so. have to look up some of those videos. Yeah. Some people are like really bad singers, but you know, bless their hearts, they tried. There's <laughs> <laughs> this one guy who's a, a vocal coach and a trans guy who's a vocal coach. And um he was like he put off starting T for like a couple years because he thought he was gonna lose his voice. No. And that's like it happens to some people but it's because they stop singing. Yeah. While their voice is changing. If you stop singing while your voice is changing, you lose the muscle memory and it's like he he compared it to like playing violin <coughs> and then not playing for years and then switching to a cello and expecting to know where the notes are. Like <laughs> Oh. You know? Yeah. Like you're not gonna be able. You're not gonna have a feel for the notes, because you haven't sang while your voice is changing. So it's like a a gradual learning. Yeah. That you have to do as you switch. So. Hmm. But yeah, that's what's new with me. Cool. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Um. Well, school starts in four days. Ah. <gasps> <sighs> <sighs> uh. I wish I could take your classes for you. Me too. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. Listen, it's all fun and games until you have 10 assignments due and two hours to do them in. Yeah. Like, college is difficult. I'm going in my fourth year. I'm really nervous. And I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself because I need to make up for my previous performance because it's been shitty. And um, if I want to do anything in my future, I need to start proving to people that I can instead of just telling people that I can. I need to actually show them that I can. Um, <laughs> so kind of have to do something about that. And um, I started submitting, like publishing um, little things on Medium which is this online um, publicator, <laughs> publisher, publication thing. It's kind of like a, <clears throat> like they do stories and a little bit of news and um, they have a lot of different articles and things. Um, and so I started submitting things that got published. Um, I mean, it's not a huge accomplishment because it really didn't take much, but still kind of cool mm -hmm. that is cool and i started a poetry instagram called the patchwork poetic follow me and i'm doing this at the end <laughs> awesome <laughs> that's what's new in my life we have a poetry club we have a poetry club it's all it's for people but my wife has been writing poetry. She has been Amanda the Accountant, <laughs> previously known for her segment, Adulting with Amanda, <laughs> will henceforth be known as Poetry Amanda. 
Yeah. Because she can write Shakespearean, Amanda. Amandeth. Amandeth. <laughs> Amandeth. She's known henceforth as Amandeth. Because she writes some banging poetry. Oh my God, I tagged her in a thing the other day on Facebook. Because it said, it was a picture, like a cartoon of a girl that said, Hi, I'm Amanda Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> who posted, Emily Ryan. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, she posted that and... Uh, Amanda commented on it and said, I feel personally attacked. You should. It's so funny. That is great. <coughs> Hi, I'm Amanda Lynn. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. You're a musician. Of course you married an Amanda Lynn. Yeah. Of course I married Amanda Lynn. Amanda Lynn. That's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> we sigh like old people we do oh my god last night speaking of old people so it's like 20 to 10 and aaron's like well i'm gonna go to bed make sure you do too so you get to bed at a reasonable hour it was 9 40 <laughs> shut up 10 is a decent hour it was 9 40 <laughs> PM. She goes, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I mean, it took me a second. I looked at the clock because when he said that, I was like, wait, shit, what time is it? <laughs> I looked at the clock and it was like 940. And I'm like, Aaron, we're old. Yep. Because I sure did, though, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was melatonined up by 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I guess we're done here. Yeah, we're done. Okay. It was great talking to you guys. It was. Don't forget to uh, write us at Karen's Podcast. Yeah, I think we've told previously it was CRC Podcast. No, I think we got it right. Did we? Yeah. I was confused there for a moment. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's Karen's Podcast. Yep. C-A-R-E-N-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. At G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Woo! Woo! And <laughs> I made something pop yeah, up you on the did. screen. <laughs> you clipped it. And um, make sure you follow our Instagram, Karen's Podcast. Make sure you look at our Facebook, Karen's Podcast. <laughs> it's the handle. It's Karen's Recovery Corner. Um, I put out a little... I don't know why I'm saying all this, because by the time you guys hear this, this will be old news, but... Look at our shit. The we end. have <laughs> we have a group called a group therapy couch. Yep, there's a group chat. There is feature that we can all talk to each other. Sounds like fun. Yep, it can literally be therapy hour. Woo woo! <laughs> all right, guys. So until next time, three, two, one. one. Bye. Bye.
Recovery Corner is cheaply recorded in an open dining room in southern Indiana. CRC is hosted by Karen, that's Cash, and Aaron. Amateurly mixed and produced by Aaron Yancey. Social media mismanaged by Cash Porter. Emails left on read by Shelby Masterson, a.k.a. Steven. So thanks for listening. Yep.